Stand to your feet for me as we read God's word and you can, as they project it on the screen, I'm going to be reading from Genesis chapter 40. Joseph, at this point in his life, has been cast into prison. And while in prison, two other fellows joined him. One was a butler, and the other was um, somebody else. A baker. But there was no candlestick maker there. While he was there, the, the butler and the baker were in jail, and they both had dreams. And they were very troubled over these dreams. This is where I'm going to pick up the message. In verse number 7. So he asked them, the two officials of Pharaoh who had been thrown into jail with him, what's wrong? Why the long faces? They said, we dreamed dreams and there's no one to interpret them. Joseph said, don't interpretations come from God? Tell me the dreams. Now jump down to verse number 12. Joseph, uh, the, 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 the butler, gives his dream. Okay. Verse number 12. Joseph said, here's the meaning. The three branches are three days. And within three days, Pharaoh will get you out of here and put you back to your old work. You'll be giving Pharaoh his cup just as you used to do when you were his cupbearer. Verse 14, here it is. Only remember me when things are going well with you again. Tell Pharaoh about me and get me out of this place. Verse 23. But the head cupbearer never gave Joseph another thought. He forgot all about him. And all the people said, amen. You may be seated. <laughs> I'm here to encourage somebody today. <laughs> and you got to follow along with me. Because today's message is entitled, The Lord is Working It Out. The Lord is Working It Out. Now help me preach and, and look to your neighbor and just tell them, the Lord, the Lord is working it out. Now maybe that neighbor didn't receive it, so turn to your other neighbor and just tell them, the Lord, the Lord is working it out. working it out. Hallelujah. The Lord 
He is working it out. Now, God, I pray for the unction and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Touch my body, Lord. Let me reveal your mind by this means of speaking and oratory. And I pray that you'll bless and let the anointing and the power of God be demonstrated that somebody will not just be encouraged, but somebody will be saved today. Give you the praise, Lord. Now use us in a mighty way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, while on vacation, I was riding the train. And all of a sudden I felt such a calm come over me. And I heard the Lord say, Don't worry. I'm working it out. And, and then I felt so convicted of the spirit. I don't often do this, but when I do have something that the Lord tells me to put on social media, I'll write it. And I, you know, I'm not those that seemingly every day got a message from the Lord. And sometimes two and three times a day. But I felt such a conviction. And I said, Lord, I'm, I'm on the train. I'm, I'm uh, you know, it's the, the spotty internet. And, uh, but I just heard the Holy Spirit say, put that on Facebook. So I wrote it to encourage somebody, just let them know that the Spirit convicted me to tell you that the Lord is working it out. And to my surprise, I kept getting responses back. Over 300, nearly 300 people liked that and many testified of what the Lord, how that spoke in their spirit. And some even testified later on how things turned out where they was worried and God made a way. But that is the impetus for today's message. And then... I wanted to highlight Joseph, who was the youngest son of Jacob, who we know as Israel, who had multiple challenges and experiences on his way to fulfill the purpose of God in destiny. See, sometimes on your way to fulfill destiny, there's things that happen that you just don't understand. Why am I dealing with this? Joseph is the prime example that I want to use today because he was an anointed young man and received special love from his father. To his detriment, came the jealous uh, the jealousy of his of his brothers because of the relationship he had with his father and that started all the trouble see sometimes when you are blessed and anointed you have to understand it's not always an easy journey when you're anointed you become a target not just of the adversary, but others who are envious of your relationship with God. 
Hallelujah. He was, rev he was reviled and hated by his brothers. It's a terrible thing when family members can't love on each other. But will allow issues to cause hatred among even family. I said hatred. Hallelujah. I remember one occasion I was doing some counseling and issues got hot and one person looked at the other and said, I hate you. Ooh, I felt something go up in my body. Something that you, uh, uh, something works out and gets to the point where you hate somebody. Oh, God. That's what happened. His brothers looked at his relationship and, and he had a dream and shared the dream and his brothers just got upset. They hated him. My God. Then, the father that he loved, the Bible said, he was rebuked by his father. He shared one of the dreams that God gave him. And uh, his father, Jacob, uh, rebuked him for the dream. So, sometimes people close to you won't even understand how God's dealing in your life. Oh, I know I'm preaching to somebody today. Hallelujah. And you would think that when he went to his father, his father would say, bless you. No, his father rebuked him. Some people will rebuke the dream God gave you. Because they don't understand how God's dealing with you. Hey, hallelujah. I felt that. Some people look at your past and determine God can't use you. The devil is a lie. I don't care what you've done. God's not concerned about your past. He's only concerned about your future. And guess what? Today is the first day of your future. Glory. He was almost a murder victim. We read last night, heard on the news, people still dying every day almost here in Kansas City. His brothers plotted to kill him. That's why the hatred was so bad. They said, kill him. How, would, how can you get to the point where you want to kill your, your family members, your flesh and blood? You know you've been overtaken by a, a, an evil spirit. Kill him! So they devised a plot and put him down in a pit. And was left him there. Then they said, well, one said, well, let's not kill him. Uh, we can make some money off of this. He was abducted and tortured by his brothers, being put in the pit with no water and food while they ate right in front of him. Then he was sold into slavery. Not once, but twice. He was sold to some Midianites, they, and, and they became the middlemen, and they sold him to somebody else. Sometimes in life, you feel like you're just being passed from one person to another, one issue to another. Hallelujah. So he gets there. He's in uh, Potiphar's house. And he, he, he became the victim of sexual assault. There was 
an attempt of rape on him. See, men don't just rape. Women can rape too. Got quiet now. She was, she was, must have been up in age, an older, older cougar or something. Because Joseph was younger and the Bible said he was good looking. He was, he was in his prime. He was young. Uh, Mandingo, I don't know. That woke somebody up. <laughs> but, 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 but the wife started hitting on Joseph, enticing him. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know how she looked, and maybe that was the turn off for Joseph, but Joseph didn't want to have anything to do with her. Maybe she was an old cougar, but maybe she was an ugly cougar. I don't <laughs> At any rate, the wife literally tried to rape him. Grabbed him. Come lay with me. And, and, and Joseph had enough sense to understand, I got to get out of this situation. The Lord lets us know he'll provide a way of escape. He got out, but she grabbed and kept hold of his coat. So when her husband came home, she lied on Joseph and reversed the situation to say that he tried to rape her. And here's the coat to prove it. So Joseph has experienced all of these things so far and now has even been accused falsely for something he didn't do. That ended up with him being arrested and put in jail. Now, by this time, I'm sure Joseph is wondering what in the world is going on. Hallelujah. Things, when you get that, that dream, that vision, and you start to put things into place, and you start the plans, and you start all of the things working, and it looks like one thing after another gets in the way. And now here Joseph is in jail. While he's there in jail, Pharaoh, who is really a title for king, the king of Egypt, they called him Pharaoh, throws two of his closest workers in jail for whatever reason. We don't know the reason. One being a butler, the chief butler, the other being the baker. 
They're there. Joseph doesn't know them. Hallelujah. But through some interaction, he gets into their presence. Sometimes God will have you rendezvous with people you don't even know anything about. So whether it's on the prison yard or whatever, he comes up and sees these two individuals. And if they had worked for Pharaoh, they must have had some degree of intelligence. They probably weren't riffraffs like others. Uh, hear what I'm saying? Uh, they, 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 they probably did some white-collar crime and was not necessarily of the hood. I'm just trying to paint the picture. And don't forget, there's white hoods and black hoods, so hood does not necessarily denote a race as much as a culture or a mindset. Oh, I know I'm preaching. So the butler and the baker, no doubt, were white-collar criminals. And he comes across them, and the Bible lets us know that for whatever reason, they had a long face. And he goes up and says, hey, guys, what's wrong? Why, 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 why are you looking so bad? And they then begin to share, well, we, we've both had dreams, but we don't know the interpretation of the dream. Do you know God will speak to you through dreams? It's one of the seven primary ways God speaks to man. And the ironic thing about us in, in Los Angeles is the night before I had a dream, I was in an earthquake. It was a massive earthquake, though. It was, it was a devastating earthquake. And in the morning, to my surprise, I'm standing there and I'm, I'm seeing the building sway. And immediately it came back to me about the dream. God will sometimes warn you when things are getting ready to happen. Hallelujah. That's why you cannot dismiss everything you dream about. God sometimes is speaking his word through dreams. I wish somebody hear me. That's why you got to pay attention to what God is saying. And the Holy Spirit, that's why you have to have the Holy Ghost, will identify when something happens. It's not deja vu. It's the Lord reminding you, you've already been here before. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, he said, well, all interpretations of dreams come from God. Stay with me. Tell me your dreams, and let's see what God says about it. Well, they, he started off with the, the butler, and the butler gave his dream. Sure enough, God enabled Joseph to give the interpretation of the dream, and right on the spot was able to tell him that in three days, you will be restored back to your job that you used to have. Of course, he got excited. And the baker 
unfortunately, uh, his dream was not as fortunate. But, my, 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 my point of reference is the butler. He told the butler specifically, all right, in three days, hallelujah, you are going to be restored. But here's the, here's, here's the point. He tells him, hear me, only remember me when these things are going well with you again and tell Pharaoh about me and get me out of this place. He knew he should not have been there in the first place. Hallelujah. Help me, Holy Ghost. He knew he was falsely accused. He knew this was not what he had signed up for. So God used him, and he said, now when you get out, don't forget me. Tell Pharaoh. Hallelujah. And get me out of this place. Stay with me. Now, when the butler got out, <laughs> now the Joseph only said, when you get out, remember me. But when he got out, the Bible said, <laughs> he never gave Joseph another thought. He forgot all about him. Listen to me, saints. I believe that of everything that had happened in Joseph's life, this was one of the low points. This was probably more devastating to him than anything else. Now, you may say, well, pastor, how can you conclude that? We, we listed all of the other things that he experienced. Why would you deduce that this was probably his low point when he was forgotten? Because in every other situation, he never made a personal request. Every other situation, he kept his mouth closed. He endured it. We don't see where he made any requests. Get me out of the pit. Why don't you love me? Why do you like me? Why you lying on me? Huh? Get me out of this situation. But he got to a low point that he said, when you get out, Get me out of this place. Don't forget me. This is the only time where we see Joseph responded. No doubt he had got to the point. You know, every one of us has a straw that breaks the camel's back. This must have been that last straw. And he said, please, God, use me to give you the interpretation. But when you get out, please don't forget about me. Get me out of this place. 
Have you ever sometimes got to do something in your life and you say, God, get me out of this place. <laughs> Woo! Get me out. Get me out. I can't endure it. I've gone through so much. I've endured so much. I've gone through this. I've gone through that. By now, I figured that I'd have something. Get me out. Why, God? Hallelujah. <laughs> and when you sing, the, he got out because he gave him the interpretation. He got out. But when he got out, he forgot about Joseph. Have you ever felt forgotten? That, that everybody else was moving along and overlooked you? His only request, listen, was ignored. His only, of everything that he'd gone through, this was the one thing he just knew. Well, if, I, uh, if the Lord's with me, he'll get me out of this place. And the man forgot about him. I believe Joseph was devastated. Applications, all kind of. Where are you, God? All kind of relationships with this person, that person, and it looked like this was going well, and all of a sudden you found out there was a devil. Where God? Where are you? you would think that with everything that Joseph had endured, God would have answered his one request. But my message today is God is working it out. You see, he has a master plan. And he refuses to let you mess up the plan he has for your life. <laughs> Woo! Even though sometimes you got to walk through a valley of the shadow of death. Just know that he's there with you. You might not understand what's happening in your family, what's happening in your life. But I'm telling you, he's a God that is still in control. All you got to do is let go and let God, even when you don't understand, but don't make the mistake and blame God on your situation. Yeah. 
Two years goes by. Hallelujah. And you would have thought that God, hallelujah. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. You would have thought God would have got him out. He's been rejected by his family. He's been hated by his brothers. He's been sold into slavery. He's lost his identity. He's been accused falsely. He's been put in jail. God, where are you? God's working it out. He's working it out. He's working it out. Hallelujah. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. Help me, Holy trying to be calm remember how did he intersect with the baker in the first place see God ordered his steps to meet the baker oh, help me Holy Ghost said your destiny is to be with Pharaoh. How can you get with Pharaoh unless Pharaoh's got somebody in jail that has a connection for you? He would have never had an opportunity to get to Pharaoh unless he got to jail when he knew that there was a Pharaoh person staff that was going to be in jail with him. There's some things God has worked out. You don't understand. But I'm telling you, God is working it out. He's got a plan that's beyond our minds and blows our minds because we can only see through our human eyes, but God has an all-seeing eye even into the future. His destiny was to be with Pharaoh. But how could he be introduced to Pharaoh in prison? God's got a way. So he has his chief butler in jail. And listen, he must not have done something wrong because he ends up getting out of jail uh, in three days. But he had to be there for that short time to intervene and have a way of escape for Joseph. Some of you are in jail. You're not Joseph, but you're the representative of Pharaoh to get somebody out to see the king. I'm talking about the king of kings. If you got the relationship with the king of kings, God will have you going to prison to meet somebody in prison to introduce them to the king of kings. for you but you are the butler to bring somebody to Jesus stay with me Pharaoh had his cupbearer in jail Joseph's in jail 
And the only way Joseph can get to Pharaoh is through the cupbearer. Now remember, Joseph does not yet know he's supposed to go to Pharaoh. He's just walking by faith. He's just enduring everything that has happened because God gave him a dream a long time ago. And he's probably in a frustrated place. God, how's this dream going to come to pass? And I'm in jail, and I asked the person to mention me, and he forgot me. God, what's going on? But God is working it out. Why? Because two years later, Two years later, Pharaoh has a dream. Two years later, Pharaoh has a dream. Had Joseph got out when he wanted to, Pharaoh didn't have the dream yet. There was no entrance way for him to go into destiny. He had to stay in jail two more years until Pharaoh had a dream. And when Pharaoh had the dream, he said, I don't understand this dream. And then the cupbearer remembered there was somebody that gave me the interpretation of the dream. His name was Joseph. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. I believe. God caused the butler to forget the dream, to forget about Joseph, because it wasn't time yet. You got to wait on the timing of God. God's got a plan. God's working it out. God's in control. And when the time comes. Oh, Pharaoh, mighty Pharaoh, I too had a dream. And mighty Pharaoh, there was somebody in jail with me. And he gave me the interpretation, oh, mighty Pharaoh. Listen, Pharaoh called for Joseph. And overnight, he went from the prison to the palace. All in one day's time, he went from the prison to the palace. Had he got out too soon, he would have messed up the plan of God. Sometimes you want things when you want them. And you're wondering, how come I'm going through this? And how come this is happening? It's because you're messing up the plan of God. He's got a time. He's got a time. Don't move until God tells you to move. Don't go till God tells you to go. Stay there till you know the Lord is telling you and releases you. Hey, somebody put a praise in the atmosphere. Hold your frustration. Hold your discouragement. God is working it out. You might not see it. 
You might not, but there's a baby on the way. There's a oh. Look at somebody tell him he's working it out. He's working it out. He's working it out. Come on, say it like you mean. He's working it out. 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 God is working it out in your life. in command to handle the entire treasury of Egypt the mightiest country in the world at that time from the prison to the palace in just one day two years he was waiting and thought it, he was forgotten but had he moved too soon the connection would not have been made. And here's what blows it all to pieces. He was put in this position not to save Egypt. He was put in that position to save the brothers that hated on him. was not the plan. That was just the means. God used him as the means to get his family out. And why did his family have to get out? Because Jesus was in the lineage and in the seed and had to be out and come through generations so that now we can say he was stretched wide, hung high, hung his head, and then he died. That's not how the story ends. And three days later, he rose again for me. So, so Joseph endured what he had to do Amy not for Egypt not even for his family but for me and you
God is working it out. Come on and give God. Father, thank you for being that God that is concerned about me. The one in the 7.8 billion people here in Kansas City, Kansas, that God, you love me. Forgive me. For instances that I became too anxious and started questioning what God are you doing but now Lord I understand that Lord you are working it out now let somebody hear this today and understand that they were brought here by purpose they were brought here to be introduced to you in a new realm that they've never experienced before. This is their prison. We are the cupbearers to introduce them to the King of Kings, whose name is Jesus. Now, Lord, we love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Somebody give God praise today. Give God a praise.